listening to Holistic Health Basics, episode 53 of the Thrive Tribe 419 podcast. Prosper, flourish, bloom with your people, your close-knit group, your clan, straight out of area code 419 with the most cutting-edge, controversial, and enlightening information from the most knowledgeable experts in everything mind, body, and soul. Welcome to the Thrive Tribe 419 Podcast. I'm your host, Rose Hollow. Hey, everybody. I am so excited to be back for Season 3 of the Thrive Tribe 419 Podcast. And there has been so much that has happened between the last time I recorded and now the last day of January 2019. Um, I have so much to share with you guys. So if you will just bear with me, um, we will get to the uh, meat and bones of the podcast in a few minutes. But um, first of all, I would like to thank my husband, Matt, from Deep Roots Wellness, a holistic approach to mental health, um, his private counseling agency, because he and um, Deep Roots Wellness, the business, have decided to adopt this podcast as our major financial underwriter. So yay, thank you, Deep Roots Wellness, and um, we really appreciate you paying for the hosting of this podcast, uh, providing the new equipment that we need to keep the podcast going as we were having some uh, equipment issues <laughs> at the end of the year and the beginning of this new year. So um, thank you so, so much for that. Thank you for the um, extra training you've provided me in some holistic health and mental health um education over the last couple of months. I feel like this is um, really going to move this podcast and what I do for you guys forward in a very positive way. So I'm feeling very grateful for that. Also, thank you for you to you guys for tuning in again after such a long break. Um, thank you for being patient with me and understanding. Um, I, as you know, have some health problems and, um, have been dealing with some of that over the last few months. So I tried to give myself a little bit of a break over the holidays to try to keep my stress levels down and you know how it goes. So, um, thank you so much for your patience, everyone. And, um, so we'll get started on the news. My news is all the events that are happening in Northwest Ohio as far as holistic health. And kudos to you guys because I know that a lot of you have been connecting out there, um, networking, whether you own a small business or you are a consumer and just want better um, health care. Um, bravo to you because things are growing in a big way and I can see it, I can feel it, and I'm just so excited. So first of all, I want to let you know about some of the events that we have going on in our community. Um, Deep Roots Wellness, for one, is hosting a monthly Weston A. Price Foundation meeting here in Defiance. And that meeting is led by Dr. Karen Like. She's a certified nutritionist and a certified GAPS practitioner. 
and each month we have a different topic, and it's totally free for anybody to attend, so um, save the date. It's always the second Saturday of the month at 10.30 a.m. at St. John United Church of Christ. That's the Church on the Defiance College campus at 950 Webster Street in Defiance. Um, come in through the fellowship hall doors. You'll park in the big parking lot uh, on the north side. Come in those doors and we will point you in the right direction. Totally free. Uh, Bring your questions about nutrition, about any kind of health issues that you have, and Karen will uh, help you out. Uh, She is like an encyclopedia of nutrition and health knowledge and um, uses evidence, real evidence, as her basis for... um, educating other people and um thank you big thank you goes out to karen like for driving to us from the toledo area every month to um, deliver this information to us here in defiance in a more accessible um and interactive way so kudos to karen too if you're listening out there Also, I want to let you all know that we are planning our second holistic health fair. Last year, the weather was terrible, um, so we have decided to move it out till May this year. So it's going to be Saturday, May 18th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. $5 gets you in the door, and if you have kids 10 or under, it's free to get in and that allows you to come in and walk around our vendors area where there will be um, all kinds of holistic health minded healthcare providers, um, product makers, uh, things like that from integrative and naturopathic medicine to massage therapy, chiropractic. Um, we have um Things for women who are in the birth year, you know, doula and midwifery type of things, um, energy medicine, counseling, spirituality-based ideas. So these are all going to be in the same room. Uh, There is an adjacent classroom where we have speakers lined up all day, and you're free to pop in and out of that as you please. There is no charge for that this year. And then we have a healing arts room with people who are actually performing healing arts one-on-one with anyone who wishes to experience that. And that is for an additional fee, and that fee is set by the provider. So um, be sure to bring a little extra money along if you plan to shop or um, have some sort of healing uh, modality provided for you. And I think it's going to be a really good time. If you would like to see the schedule of our event and our speakers, you can go to our Facebook page at Thrive Tribe 419 Podcast and click on our, our events and the Holistic Health Fair should be on there. Click on that and then be sure to click going or interested because then when we make changes along the way, which I'm sure we will do between now and May, Um, You will get updates on that. And stay tuned also because I think we're going to have a little uh, pop-up something, a surprise for some of our early birds on that day, um, which we're working out the details on that right now. So be sure to check that out on our Facebook page and stay tuned for more information as it develops. Uh, The other thing I wanted to let you guys know about is that This podcast episode is called uh, Mind, Body, Spirit Basics, and Deep Roots Wellness is offering a class on this, an online class. So if you 
like this episode and, and you'd like to learn more or, or have a little bit more support on um, doing putting these things into motion in your own life and you need some support, you need more information, um, you need to be held accountable a little bit, you need somebody you know checking in with you to see how you're doing, those kinds of things, you might want to check out this course. And um, I'm trying to find the information here for you. Let me find it. Okay, so have you ever felt like your healthcare provi- provider was trying to put a Band-Aid on your mental health issues rather than trying to help you solve them for good or any kind of health issue, really? I mean, nobody wants to be in counseling or be on medication for the rest of their lives, right? Um, in a lot of cases, that isn't really necessary. Ancient wisdom coupled with cutting-edge research is showing us that there is hope. And we want to share this information with all of you. And Deep Roots Wellness wants to share this information with all of you and help you um, to educate yourself on these things. So Deep Roots Wellness is really excited to announce that they'll be offering an online holistic mental health course. This course gives you a chance to learn the basics of lifestyle medicine to support healing. In a series of seven interesting, fun, and interactive lessons, you'll learn what the holistic approach to mental health is all about, including a primer on what the mind, body, and soul really are and how they work together. You'll set a goal for your mental health and work toward it. You'll find out how to partner with a professional, if you wish, to be a health detective team with you, looking for clues and actively working to solve your deeply rooted issues. You'll learn how to nourish your body's organs, including your brain, to support your mood and encourage healing from within. You'll practice journaling to be self-reflective and accountable for your daily habits and and choices. Uh, You'll try a variety of holistic health modalities while you're going through the course. You will be sharing your challenges and successes in a supportive online group format. You will learn the history of psychiatry and conditions and considerations if you do wish to continue discontinue a medication for a mental health condition. So if you're interested in being a part of this first online class, we want to have a nice group of people um, to kind of shove off (laughs) together. (laughs) And so we have a supportive group of people working together so that when you go to this online group, there are other people who are going through it with you. So right now, Deep Roots Wellness is taking applications for the course. So what you need to do if you're interested is email deeprootshelp at gmail.com. That's deeprootshelp at gmail.com. And tell them why you'd like to participate in the class. And then um, once we get our launch date and all the details um, put together, those things will be announced in a private email to all the applicants. So... Again, you want to email deeprootshelp at gmail.com and let us know why you think you'd be a good fit for this class and what you um, want to get out of it. And we'll chat and um, see if maybe this is a good fit for you. So um, in addition, as always, please tell your friends. I know not everyone 
needs to go to professional counseling, but maybe needs a little bit of a kick in the rear to um, get some lifestyle changes going and to try some things. Um, Sometimes people need a little bit of a tune-up. So if you feel like this is something that interests you or might interest a friend of yours, let them know. And um, all that information can be found on the Deep Roots Wellness Facebook page as well. So without further ado, let's get started with our podcast. And um, keep in mind that everything that you're hearing in this presentation is um, reflected in this course that I just told you about. And Deep Roots Wellness just goes into way more detail um, with their course. And of course, you get the um, one-on-one and group support that um, you might be looking for. So with that in mind... Here we go. This is a presentation all about holistic health or mind-body-spirit basics by Rose Hollow. Got to do the disclaimers. I am not a doctor. I help manage special programs for a private mental health counseling practice. I'm a researcher, a journalist, a podcast host, a mom, and I love learning. I'm presenting information I learned in college and graduate school, continuing education classes, and through my extensive personal research. I've put these concepts to use for myself and my family. I have my own health challenges, and we have a daughter with special needs. These concepts have helped us. I'm merely presenting information that I feel has merit and may be helpful to others. While I want to empower you to take charge of your own health, You shouldn't do it alone. A qualified professional is always helpful and important for your safety. Use this information with common sense and guidance. So what is holistic health? Holistic health can be defined as an approach to life. Rather than focusing on illness or specific parts of the body, this ancient approach to health considers the whole person and how he or she interacts with his or her environment. Holistic health emphasizes the connection of mind, body, and spirit. And that definition was given by the Ivy College of Health and Well-Being. I'd like to add that the goal of holistic health is to achieve maximum well-being where everything is functioning at the highest level possible. The concept of holistic health encourages people to accept responsibility for their own level of well-being and everyday choices that affect their health. How you approach life has an impact on how you feel. Do you care for your body? Do you care for your mind? Do you care for your spirit? We focus on balance, not band-aids. Neglecting a vital part of oneself can be detrimental to one's well-being. The philosophy of holistic health means that we keep ourselves balanced to prevent disease rather than waiting for symptoms to show up and trying to make them go away. This approach doesn't treat symptoms, though symptoms may disappear when the body is brought back into balance, correcting a root cause of dis-ease. Why does holistic health matter? Why should we care? Are there any reasons we should take a holistic approach, approach other than what I mentioned here? Root cause. According to Wikipedia, a root cause is an initiating cause of either a condition or a causal chain 
that leads to an outcome or effect of interest. The term denotes the earliest, most basic, deepest cause for a given behavior, most often a fault. The idea is that you can only see an error by its manifest signs. This means health history and diagnosis are still important because we know which root of our tree needs more attention, mind, body, soul, or a combination. Get professional help finding root cause. Find a provider who sees himself or herself as a health detective and wants to treat the cause, not just the symptoms. Be curious about yourself and willing to explore. So let's talk about holistic providers. Professional health detectives may use these terms when advertising their services. Holistic, functional, integrative, naturopathic, biomedical, health coach. You want to look for credentials. Not all providers have completed comprehensive training. Your first visit should take take about 45 minutes to an hour. If it doesn't, this person is not of the holistic mindset. A good way to find a holistic um, provider is to ask friends for recommendations and to check credentials. Holistic providers or practitioners span many fields, including primary care, dentistry, neurology, counselors and social workers, and more. Check with your insurance company as many of these providers are in network with many insurance companies. If you prefer a conventional family doctor, look for a DO versus MD. Additionally, naturopathic physicians are not able to accept insurance in Ohio, but may work with a PCP to order lab tests, medications, etc., so that a portion of the cost may be covered. Check to make sure your naturopathic doctor attended medical school versus a certification program. Both are calling themselves ND in Ohio, but they are not the same. If the provider's main source of income is selling products, be wary. A good holistic provider will take a thorough health history, look at all of your past health records, and ask that you're ready to make a lifestyle change. Don't forget about chiropractors. Some chiropractors offer more than just adjustments. Many of them are versed in vitamin and mineral deficiencies, are covered by insurance, and can order lab tests and refer to specialists as a primary care provider. Some mental health counselors also practice a holistic approach. They are currently few and far between, so you may have to do some calling around to find someone who supports this way of thinking. I'm curious to know if anyone has ever been to a holistic provider, and um, in my presentation I'll be asking Um, If this were a live audience, I would be asking if anyone had gone and um, where they had gone and what their experience had been. So I'd like everyone to consider yourself first and really get curious. Do you feel like a root is being neglected? Read books, watch YouTube videos, join a support group, take a class, research scholarly articles, Use the references provided at the end of this presentation, and remember that you are the expert on yourself. Um, One good resource that I always recommend is PubMed online, and a good layman's version of PubMed for a holistic or natural approach 
or a root cause approach is the website greenmedinfo.com. Always remember, you are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, smarter than you think, and twice as beautiful as you'd ever imagined. You have the power to change your life. Let's look at some specific areas where we can improve our wellness. We're going to dig deeper. When the roots are deep, there is no reason to fear the wind. We're going to talk about the mind first. The mind is awareness and intelligence. And the definition of the mind is the element of a person that enables them to be aware of the world and their experiences, to think and to feel, the faculty of consciousness and thought. Um, such as, as the thoughts ran through his mind, he came to a conclusion. Uh, another definition of the mind is a person's intellect. The mind is basically a person's consciousness or awareness of the world and their intelligence. It can be affected by the body and spirit. Your thought patterns, history of trauma, neglect, abuse, personality type, level and type of education you've received, and many other factors can influence the mind. The next thing we're going to talk about is the body, which is bones, flesh, and life. The definition of the body is the physical structure of a person or an animal, including the bones, flesh, and organs, or a corpse, or the physical and mortal aspect of a person as opposed to the soul or the spirit. The body can be impacted by the mind and spirit. It can also be impacted by what you eat, how much sleep you get, your environmental and exposure, um, your envir environmental um, exposure to toxins, or uh, genetic factors. And uh, the spirit. The spirit is emotions, character, and culture. The definition of spirit is the non-physical part of a person that is the seat of emotions and character. It's the soul. Another definition is those qualities regarded as forming the definitive or typical elements in the character of a person, nation, or group, or in the thought and attitudes of a particular period. Spirit can be influenced by the body and mind, the environment you occupy, the people you spend time with, and the people who influence you. It can also be impacted by religious beliefs. So when you're talking about holistic health and the mind-body-spirit connection, everything really comes together. And there are other aspects of holistic health that are studied as, as part of this philosophy. Um, emotional, physical, sociocultural, financial, environmental, occupational, spiritual, intellectual, um, different followers of this um, idea uh, definitely look at uh, various um, things, but the the basic core of holistic health comes down to mind, body, and spirit, and that can encompass a lot of different things. I want to talk about mind, body, nutrition, because I think this is a really important component of holistic health. Um, just about every holistic health practitioner out there is concerned about nutrition because it plays such a huge part in uh, root cause uh, 
of disease. So there's a huge movement in the study of holistic health that pertains to diet and the link to mental and emotional wellness specifically. Hundreds of research studies show nutrient imbalance and gut diseases play a role. The brain and nervous system need to be nourished, just like other organs. A healthy body and brain work together to produce feel-good hormones. These feel-good hormones are sometimes called happy chemicals. Uh, A healthy body and brain produces endorphins and biochemical compounds that help us feel optimistic, happy, balanced, and focused. According to the Weston A. Price Foundation, the feel-good chemicals equip us to become high-functioning individuals who are able to cope with stresses of daily life, but also to help those who've suffered psychological wounds and traumas. Our neurotransmitter ratios and levels can affect our moods drastically. So we'll start exploring how various diet-related health issues can affect those neurotransmitters. One diet-related concern is low blood sugar. Hypoglycemia, or low blood sugar, can cause feelings of anxiety, nervousness, depression, and anger. Excitotoxins that kill neurons are produced during hypoglycemia. Daily binging on sugar repeatedly releases dopamine, a feel-good chemical in the brain, so you would think that would be good, right? But actually, um, the binging on sugar actually reduces the amount of dopamine receptors in in the brain. This means that you need more sugar in order to feel good. So, low blood sugar... Again, preventing low blood sugar, you do not want to skip meals. Of course, like I mentioned, you don't want to binge on sugar. Read food labels and be aware of how much sugar you're putting into your body. If you like sweets, try to eat them at the end of a meal that contained protein. And nutrient-dense foods like cheese, eggs, high-quality meat, and nuts help keep blood sugar stable. Remember that the more sugar you consume, the less serotonin receptors you have and the more sugar it takes to feel good. Sugar also causes inflammation, pain in the body, and feeds fungus in the gut, which we'll talk about later. So another diet-related concern is gut health and uh, the gut-brain axis, which a lot of people have never heard of because it's kind of a new um, field of study. So what are the factors uh, you want to know about your microbiome status or what good bugs are living in your gut? You want to know about any candida overgrowth, which is a yeast or fungus um, in your in your gut. And you also want to know if you have leaky gut syndrome. These are things that a professional can help you do because you're not going to be able to figure this out on your own. You probably need a stool sample and a lab test to figure this out. So scientists have discovered that good health, including mental health, is greatly impacted by gut health. According to the Weston A. Price Foundation, when we have plenty of beneficial gut flora, 
These microorganisms produce feel-good chemicals that can help our brains function properly. When the intestinal tract is populated by an overgrowth of fungus, neurotoxins are produced. These neurotoxins can produce symptoms that are found in diagnoses such as ADD or ADHD and autism. When the gut is leaky, undigested proteins and compounds that have drug-like effects get into the bloodstream that can cause symptoms found in many types of mental illnesses. How some gut health practitioners nourish and heal the gut. Uh, You can use a GAPS diet, which is called the Gut and Psychology Syndrome Diet. And you can Google that if you need more information about it. You want to avoid unnecessary antibiotics, uh, GMOs, or genetically modified foods. Chlorinated or fluoridated water, which is pretty much in any kind of municipal tap water, and any kind of artificial sweeteners. You want to eat lacto-fermented foods like yogurt, kefir, real sauerkraut, kombucha, and homemade bone broth. You also want to drink filtered water. A good tip for choosing gut-healthy foods is shopping on the perimeter of the grocery store. Choose foods that have the least ingredients or are fresh or as close to their original form as possible. Whole fruits and veggies are a great place to start. Okay, now I want to talk about another diet-related concern, which is the thyroid. And a lot of people don't connect the thyroid to their diet, but they are so um, interwoven and um, how we eat definitely affects our thyroid. So overactive thyroid symptoms are anxiety, tension, moodiness, impatience, irritability, depression, and an inability to concentrate. Every part of the body, including the brain, requires thyroid hormone for proper functioning. Then you might have an underactive thyroid if you don't have overactive. Um, some symptoms of underactive thyroid are loss of, intre- loss of interest or initiative, slow mental processes, poor memory, depression, and paranoia. paranoia. You want to see your health detective medical provider if you believe you have a thyroid disorder. Ask for a full thyroid panel, as sometimes the preliminary test will give a false negative or a false sense of security. You may need thyroid medication versus an antidepressant if your thyroid is the culprit. Another diet-related concern concerning the thyroid, um, you want to uh, think orange. Orange foods (laughs) help the thyroid, such as sweet potatoes, carrots, squash, apricots, and cantaloupe. Um, You can add some iodized salt to your food now and then. And also spinach and kale are high in vitamin A, which is really good for your thyroid. Um, The other thing you want to remember with the thyroid is um, the more stress you have in your life, like the more um, anxiety and worry you have and the less sleep you get, 
the more your thyroid is going to be affected by that, and that's definitely not helpful. I want to throw in a disclaimer here and let everybody know that if you think if you're on an antidepressant or an SSRI or something um, for a mental health related illness, you definitely want to get professional help before stopping or changing your medication. If you think you need a thyroid medication, um, that's kind of a delicate um, thing to treat with medication. Um, and sometimes doctors don't get it quite right the first time, and you can actually have more of a, a mental health problem for a while while they try to get the thyroid balanced out. So, um, or even if you're trying to treat it naturally, you definitely want to get professional help and do not ever stop taking your antidepressant um, or any kind of um, medication for depression or anxiety or any kind of mental health illness um, without help from a professional. So we never want anyone to stop taking their medication on their own or um, try to change the dosage in any way. All right, changing gears a little bit, we're going to talk about another diet-related concern, which is the vegetarian or vegan diet. Vegetarian and vegan diet are not the same thing, but I'm going to group them together in this uh, presentation. So studies show that vegans and vegetarians suffer more depression and anxiety due to lower than optimal levels of vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin B12, zinc, iron, and sometimes cholesterol can be too low. And this is coming from a former vegetarian, so just keep that in mind. <laughs> and I did have low levels of some of those vitamins. Uh, I realized that avoiding animal products can be an ethical or religious concern for some people, and I definitely respect that choice if you have decided to go that way. So if you're thinking about alternatives and, and you're thinking about changing um, your diet um, maybe away from a vegetarian or vegan diet, you could choose ethically raised grass-fed meat uh, if you do choose to add animal products back into your diet. You can use high-quality supplements to try to get back on track. You can talk to your health care provider about your dietary preferences and ask to have labs drawn to check and see if any of your levels are too low or if you're experiencing mental health symptoms and you think it might be uh, due to your diet and maybe um, vitamin or mineral levels being too low. Um, and remember that fruits, veggies, and nuts should be a vegetarian's main fuel source. You want to limit white flour and prepackaged convenient convenience foods no matter what, no matter what kind of diet you follow. You definitely um, don't want a lot of prepackaged foods in your diet because that's um, not very healthy. So getting back to the ethically raised meat, it isn't only better for the animal and the environment, but it's actually healthier for humans too. So I think vegetarians really are onto something. Um, you want to look for the words grass-fed and organic. You want to look for farms where the animals are pastured. That means they're out roaming around and they're eating a diet of mostly grass. And um, that 
makes the animal's meat high in omega-3 fatty acids, which can help prevent feelings of depression, impulsivity, thoughts of self-harm, aggression, and dementia. There are even studies showing that adding omega-3 to the diet has helped patients with autism and schizophrenia. With all of that said, and this is for anybody no matter what diet you choose to follow, the most important vitamins and minerals for mental health are as follows. Vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin B1, vitamin B3, folate, which is vitamin B9 or thiamine. You want to avoid folic acid. Vitamin B6, vitamin B12, vitamin C, omega-3 fatty acids, zinc, and glycine. You also want some cholesterol in your diet. Contrary to traditional advice, very low cholesterol levels can be detrimental to mental health. Cholesterol is needed for the brain and the production of feel-good hormones. Cholesterol is only found in animal foods and is especially concentrated in fat and organ meats. No low cholesterol levels are shown to be associated with violence and depression. The body absorbs and uses vitamins and minerals best when they're provided through nourishment, and that means through food. If you choose to take a supplement in the case of your levels being low of any vitamin, choose a supplement that is high quality and check the ingredients for unnecessary, unnecessary fillers and chemicals. There are so many foods that help mental wellness and help us feel our best. Um, as a former vegetarian, I, w- I was actually raised vegetarian and I still don't really love meat. So some of these are a little bit new for me. <laughs> and I think they're probably going to be new for some of you too if you um, haven't tried some of them. But um, it's just little things. Little trying new little things. So here are some foods that help uh, mental wellness and overall holistic health. Liver oil or cod liver oil, or just eating liver, and you want to eat like the organic grass-fed liver meat. Real pastured butter, eggs with yolks, wild-caught fish, uncured pork, uh, organic nuts and whole grains, Meat from animals that lived in the sunlight and ate grass, including red meat and poultry. Leafy greens, organic veggies, beans, organic fruits, lard, and bone broth from animals that roamed freely. And of course, we don't want to forget our live active cultures and yogurts, real sauerkraut, kefir, and kombucha. And these recommendations were from the Weston A. Price Foundation for Wise Traditions in Food Farming and the Healing Arts. Of course, we always want to talk about the foods to avoid. Um, The things that come to mind are Coca-Cola, Doritos, Cheetos, Oreos, Ruffles, Pringles, Chips Ahoy, Twinkies, those sorts of things. Um, They contain refined sweeteners, modern vegetable oils, MSG, additives, 
wheat, soy, aspartame, GMOs, uh, anything that contains any of those we want to try to avoid. Junk food can affect the nervous system. Here are some ingredients to watch for. Again, sugar, high fructose corn syrup, dextrose, fructose, fruit juices, shortening, margarine, spread, liquid oil, especially canola. MSG is in almost all processed food and is not always labeled. It is in low-fat dairy products. Additives include artificial food dyes, flavorings, um, even natural flavorings. What are natural flavorings? No one really knows. It's not um, really um, controlled by anybody. Um, preservatives including sulfites and sulfates often contained in processed meat. Wheat and gluten including barley and rye should be avoided if you have symptoms of poor digestion or leaky gut. Soy can tax the thyroid and block nutrients needed for mental health, so use it in moderation. Aspartame is otherwise known by the names NutraSweet, Equal, things like that, and can cause panic attacks and other unpleasant mental health symptoms. GMOs are a controversial subject. and um, GM, GMO stands for Genetically Modified Organism. The reason we need to be wary of GMO products is because they are sprayed with Roundup, which kills the healthy bacteria in our guts. And you can't wash that off of vegetables. It actually is absorbed into the vegetable. We've covered a lot of ground so far, and I just want to remind everybody that you can do it. And there is this quote that I found, and I don't know who it's from, but it says, Change is hard at the beginning messy in the middle and gorgeous at the end and that's kind of what this is about is you got to learn what you need to do and then make a mess and try different things and see what works and see what doesn't work and then uh, reap the results which any kind of positive lifestyle change is going to give you a positive result and if it doesn't then you need to find something else to try and keep trying until something works. But I've personally found that um, many of these things are extremely effective and it's surprising how much they actually can help. So I hope that's encouraging. All right, some more holistic considerations that we're going to talk about are mindfulness, which is learning to calm oneself, mind-body exercises, complementary or alternative modalities, spirituality and religion, uh, social cultural physical activity, avoiding, avoiding toxins, and getting quality sleep. Many types of holistic practices overlap and fall into one or more categories. This is what makes some things so effective. So mind-body exercises. Uh, we're talking about things such as yoga, tai chi, energy medicine, emotional freedom techniques uh, like EFT tapping, diaphragmatic breathing, or meditation. These are things that people can do for themselves with or without the help of a teacher or practitioner. If you're interested in trying some of these, sign up for a class or look into books by Louise Hay, Donna Eden, Dawson Church, Nick Ortner, Carrie, Gary Craig, um, and my husband Matt can answer any questions you have about EFT. You can go to www.matthollow.com. 
Uh, EFT is something that is taught to the client and the client performs performs it themselves. This means that the client can add this modality to his or her toolbox and does not need to rely completely on the provider to get a benefit. Mindfulness. Reflection is no longer a luxury, but necessary for our survival, says Dr. Dan Siegel. So in mindfulness, you want to learn how you react to emotions. You could take daily brain breaks to focus on breathing. You could practice mindful sensing. Uh, You could consider the difference between optimism and pessimism. Learn to savor happiness, engage in practical problem solving and critical thinking, learn perspective and how to view differing results, focus on compassion and empathy. Uh, You could discover the importance of generosity and a sense of social responsibility. You could perform random acts of kindness. Um, This is Goldie Hawn's foundations approach to learning and mastering mindfulness these points are from her book 10 minutes of mindfulness and are also covered in all levels of her mind up curriculum a behavioral health professional is a good person to consult for help with these items Uh, complementary and alternative modalities there are so many of them out there i'm just going to read a list of some of these and um Some of them work for some people, others work better for other people, so you can explore them and enjoy the results. And um, they could be eye movement desensitization and restructuring, EMDR, which is performed by uh, behavioral health practitioners, uh, massage therapy and reflexology, acupuncture or acupressure, chiropractic, health coaching, aromatherapy, Ayurveda, biofeedback, herbal therapy, cupping, homeopathy, hypnosis, and so many more. In the realm of spirituality and religion, you could attend church or a temple, read a spiritual text, pray or meditate, practice a ritual or rite of passage, recite mantras, talk with a spiritual leader, take a religion class, or just spend time outside in nature with no interruptions. I like this quote about spirituality. There are some principles that are time-tested to be true, and when we live accordingly to these principles, we experience an increase of joy. Obeying the whispers is one of these. Call it your conscience or the voice of God. It's like a radio continually broadcasting. You can only hear if you turn it, tune in. And that's by Dr. Christina Hibbert from This Is How We Grow. And you can read her work at drchristinahibbert.com. Social, cultural things to keep in mind or to try. You could join clubs like NAMI. You could go to parties, gatherings, community events, observe holidays, learn a foreign language, create or um, patronize fine art performances, do your genealogy, volunteer, travel or host exchange students, attend events outside your own culture or religion, and make time for dates or meeting up with friends. Physical activity. You could take a walk or a hike. 
You could try doing a couch to 5K. You could go to the gym or use exercise equipment. You could go biking. You could do yoga or tai chi or pilates. You could do some house chores and yard work. You could do a home workout um, on a DVD or an app or a video. Or you could play with your kids or your pet. Um, There's so many ways to get physical activity. The benefits of exercise on mental health are enormous. You can reduce your stress levels. It increases your energy levels. It'll reduce depression. Increases feelings of um, good mood type feelings. Reduces anxiety. Increases self-esteem. Improves your sleep. Increased confidence. It boosts your brain power. And it just uh, increases your overall sense of well-being. There, there are just too many benefits to list. And studies show that only 20 minutes of physical activity a day can make a huge difference. Uh, the newest research shows that we actually need less than they used to think to actually get a benefit from it. Uh, they used to say 30 minutes a day. Now they're saying only 20 minutes a day, so that's not much. We can all find something to do for 20 minutes a day. Another thing you want to do is avoid toxins. You can replace furnace filters or use air purifiers. You want to open your windows once a month. Switch out chemical cleaners for plant-based. Use bath and body products free of all the bad stuff. Filter your water, don't use chemical air fresheners, don't smoke or use drugs, limit alcohol, use glass containers instead of plastic to store food, and you never want to microwave food in plastic containers. Um, If you get an air purifier, you want to get a HEPA quality filter. You can use the Healthy Living app by the Environmental Working Group to check out body products and food for toxins and um, allergy-causing ingredients, and you want to look for BPA-free plastic or just switch everything to glass. It makes a huge difference. You also want to focus on getting good quality sleep. You want to strive for eight hours per night. You want to practice good sleep hygiene, which means avoiding blue light from electronic screens 30 30 minutes before bedtime. Keep your bedroom clean cool and dark. Do not engage in strenuous exercise right before bed. Do not eat right before bed. Cut back on caffeine, especially in the afternoon and evening. And remember that nicotine is a stimulant and smoking can be a sneaky sleep thief. So keep an eye on how much you're smoking if you're a smoker, especially in the second half of the day. Go to bed and get up at the same time every day. Um, And an interesting thing is that reading before bed replicates the same eye movements of the REM or rapid eye movement cycle of sleep, which can help you to feel sleepy. That's why a lot of people fall asleep when they're reading books. Magnesium, especially in the form of a spray or lotion or an Epsom salt bath, will help calm restless legs and soothe sore muscles. It has a relaxing effect on the body. There are actually apps that you can put on your mobile phone to help with sleep, such as using a setting that adjusts the backlight from bright blue, white to amber. 
you can also use this app to remind you to go to bed and to get up in the morning. Um, it helps you to, to remember to go to bed at the same time and wake up at the same time. There are also meditation apps that can help you settle down if you're stressed. And EFT tapping has been shown to help with sleep. So in review, holistic health is not binging on alcohol or um, drugs. It is not um, drinking sugary sodas or eating prepackaged foods and snacks. Um, holistic health is not being stressed out all the time, um, using lots of chemicals or being exposed to lots of toxins. It is not being a, a couch potato. Um, it is not um, living um, in... Uh, in excess of anything. Holistic health really is this. It's taking care of yourself. And you don't want to let the details overwhelm you because that's just another form of stress. You want to pick one thing to do for your mind, one thing to do for your body, and one thing to do for your soul. And you'll be amazed at the difference it makes in the way that you feel. All right, so what do you think? Are you ready to try some holistic health modalities? I hope you are. Um, I'm guessing that a lot of you who listen to this podcast already are, actually. And I just wanted to remind you about Deep Roots Wellness's Mind Body Spirit Basics online course. And again, it's a series of seven lessons that gives you the chance to learn the basics of life lifestyle medicine to support healing. Uh, again, it's an online format and it's super affordable for all the information you get and all the support that you get. So we're hoping to launch that class soon. Um, if you would like some information, we're kind of getting our first group of interested students around. Um, so you can email deeprootshelp at gmail.com. It's deeprootshelp at gmail.com. And you can tell us why you'd like to participate. And um, then you'll be getting some information about the cost and how this all works and uh, how soon we plan to launch and all uh, the good things like that. So again, deeprootshelp at gmail.com. And I hope to hear from some of you soon um, through that email address or um, on the Thrive Tribe 419 podcast Facebook page if you have any suggestions. And I love, love, love seeing your reviews. And we haven't had any for a while since we've been um, taking our break. So if you have never left a review for us, please go and do that. I would love to see some new reviews on there to kind of show people that we're back up and running again. All right, everybody, take care. Have a great uh, February, and I'll be talking to you again soon. Thanks for listening to the Thrive Tribe 419 podcast. Do you know someone who could benefit from the information you just heard? Share the love by sharing this episode. Want to connect online? Check out thrivetribe419.com to leave a review or check out more episodes. You can also join the conversation by searching for Thrive Tribe 419 on Facebook or Instagram. See you next time. Keep thriving.